Welcome to Uncluttered, the podcast where we talk about the connection between faith and organizing. Our focus is not so much on the how of organizing, but we talk about why it's important from a biblical standpoint to leave the chaos and the clutter in our lives behind. Hi, I'm Angie Heitch. I'm an author and certified professional organizer living in East Tennessee. And I'm Leanna George, an author and former professional organizer living in Houston, Texas. Are you ready to unclutter your heart and your home so you can focus on what matters most? If so, let's dive in. All right, Angie, I'm going to sing a little song for you here. How about that? Oh, yay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I sang Let It Go earlier in the mm-hmm. season. So yep. I, you know, I would I would entertain you and our listeners with some more singing. How about that? Okay, good. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Oh, everywhere you go. Thank you, Leanna. <laughs> you know, just hearing just a few bars of that song. Now I already know which of the two kind of Christmas people you are. Are there are there are there different kinds of people? I didn't I wasn't aware of this. Well, I mean, I think there are. Oh. This is kind of just a construct that I've decided. <laughs> so <laughs> it's well, not you won't, you won't necessarily find this out. I mean, maybe you will, but I kind of have broken it down to two different kinds of Christmas people. Okay. Um, so the first one I call the Buddy the Elf Christmas uh-huh. person. So you know the movie, right? Yes, of course. I've seen the movie many times, seen the musical. Yes, I, Ooh, I love Buddy the Elf. Elf. So cute. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Buddy the Elf people are like, you know, they're just like, ah, Santa's coming. You know, and what does he say? Um, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And they just, oh, I love Christmas. It just Crazy, crazy. And there's a whole lot of people. Yes. That are definitely in the Buddy the Elf. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then what's the other kind? Okay. So then the other kind, probably if you ask most people, they say, well, what's the opposite of Buddy the Elf kind of person? They probably say Grinch. Yeah. And, you know, I, I definitely can relate in some ways to the Grinch character. But what I usually think of is actually related to going back to my nerdy Lord of the Rings references. So there's, oh, yes. there's, yeah. So there's a meme that was popular for a while that has a character named Theoden. Okay. Uh, and he and two other people on either side of him, they're standing, uh, getting ready for a battle. And it is really dark and it's storming. They're like soaked. They've mm-hmm. got these serious scowls on their faces, and they didn't say it. So it begins. Mm. So you've got, it's coming, Santa's coming, I love Christmas. And so it begins. So mm. I kind of talk about the Buddy the Elf people and then the Theoden Christmas people. So okay. That's what okay. I've made up. All right. So if those kind of like the two ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I would say... I fall kind of closer to Buddy the Elf. Okay. Not quite right in the middle, but maybe like a 70 Buddy, 30. Okay. Is that how you say his name? Theoden. Yeah. And it's definitely a spectrum. I mean, there's very few people that are clearly in one camp or the other, but okay. Yeah. So you got yeah. 70% Buddy, 30% Theoden. What, what do you like yeah. and not like? Oh, well, there's a whole list. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it in this episode. <laughs> Yeah, we will. The more important question is, where do you fall on that spectrum? Okay. So (laughs) if I have to pick a camp, I am 
pretty solidly in the Theoden camp. So oh, okay. uh, yeah, I am in the so it begins. So oh. the first time some the first person that says the word Christmas to me, it's never pleasant. Let me just oh. say, because for me, I've kind of come to correlate Christmas equals stress. Mm. So that's not necessarily a really good parallel. So, um, you know, if I'm out shopping and, you know, like at the at the hobby stores, they, I'm sure they've already got their Christmas stuff out. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. Yes. Anyway, and I think just like, you know, clutter is an equal opportunity uh, robber of joy and distraction from our priorities. So there are definitely there is definitely clutter associated with Christmas, too. And so it can creep in. Mm. And so that's what that's where you you have the issue. That's where you, yes, yes. you lean to that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, I get, that. I get it. Yeah, and I, I can see your point. I mean, clutter is definitely an issue in any season, right? So yep. the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year. I mean, Christmas more so. Uh, yeah. is really no exception. Yeah. So right. how, when, and how, and why? I mean, I'm just kind of curious how did how did all this come about i mean was there something one particular thing that started it all or mm, no i wouldn't say any one particular thing uh, it's kind of a combination of things so uh, if, if we're going to talk about the clutter um you know we always talk about clutter in three categories physical schedule and attention and mm-hmm. i would say um most of my issues well i don't know all of them are a problem but i I would say the number one source for me is gifts. Everything Mm -hmm. surrounding gifts. Who you're expected to give them to, who you might get them from. And what if someone gives and I didn't plan to give them back? Do I need to plan something? And then the time to figure out what to do and then to go buy and then to, well, the wrap. Okay. I'm going to have to say, I love wrapping. I'm a little bit like Buddy (laughs) on the wrapping. I love that. Okay. Um, So you're at 95%. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say I'm 95.5. I will say I'm 90.10, no, 85.15, maybe. Okay, okay. Anyway, okay. but yeah, so the the clutter of the gifts, like, I don't want to give people clutter. I don't want to receive clutter. Mm-hmm. And then the schedule clutter of, well, we've already, most of us got kind of busy lives. And then holidays, like, boom, we just ramp it up because now we've got to buy the gifts and go to the special things and bake and decorate and da 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 da. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I heard a, a therapist tell me one time, and I think it's so true, that around the holidays, it's like every woman in America gets a part time job that they're not paid for, whether they right. want it or not. Like, yeah. here you go. Here's a bunch of extra stuff you got to do, whether yeah. you want to or not. So, yeah. yeah. And then the attention letter for me is more about the, anxiety getting it all done yeah 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 and and I I hear you I I mean I can definitely relate and and I've had my own I mean there have been times when I don't put up a Christmas tree you know Mm. there have been one or two years when we have not put up Christmas trees and not Mm. because I'm anti-Christmas I just you know was just like I I had I had to choose right and you know we travel a lot at Christmas that's in our you know because our kids are now that they're grown, they get that time off. So those are yeah. really big family trip times. And so 
Um, I'm like, well, we're not going to be here. So why put the, you know, the thing up? I've quit doing Christmas cards. I, you know, I've, I've, I've had, you know, different things where my husband has said, well, now you're just becoming a Grinch. Well, humbug, you know, kind of thing. Oh. And it's not, it's not, it's just, I've learned and seen too many Christmases go by where I've lost sight of the real reason for the season. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had to try to balance that out and live within my own things. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love it. You know, we have last year, we had all had matching pajamas. Oh, that's we so play, cute. We play Hallmark bingo. Um, you know, yeah. we have all sorts of fun stuff. So I, I do love it, but I've learned, you know, what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Mm. And so um, I think that's why we want to talk about that today, right? We want to help people yes. who may be struggling with this, you know, you want to focus on, you want to focus on the, the reason for the season, you know, the whole purpose of Christmas and Christ's birth. But at the same time, you know, we ha- can get sucked into this vortex of the world oh, yeah. and all that it encumbers. And so we just have to figure out how to balance that and how to make it um, work for, for each of us. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to share some inspiration and some tips and while I don't think it will automatically launch me straight into Betty the Elf category or or any of our listeners, I, you know, our goal is that we would be able to simplify the season mm-hmm. so that we can focus on what matters most. That's what we talk about always in our podcast. So yeah. uh, I wanted to share some things that I learned during a webinar with, I'm in a group called Faithful Organizers, a group mm-hmm. of Christian professional organizers all over the country. And it's just a fantastic group. Um, So a couple of years ago at the holidays, we had a webinar by one of our members. Her name is Tracy Axel, A-X-C-E-L-L. I'll include this in the show notes. Um, So the focus of the webinar was based on her devotional book called The Gifts of the Manger. Mm -hmm. And the overall focus of that book and our webinar was how to be, how to make sure that our Christmas is more centered on Christ. And uh, I just found it so helpful. And I wanted to share from some of the material from that. That sounds really good. That that, that sounds really good. So I'm sure we would all love to benefit from that. So what, what did you learn, Angie? What, what can you share with us from that? that We can hopefully use it to shift our attitude and our perspective this holiday season. Right. So I think this quote from the webinar is a really, really good place to start. And and it's something that I continuously remind myself of. And she says, and I think this is straight from her book. Can we look at Christmas with different eyes? What would be a successful Christmas? What would be God's measuring stick for a successful Christmas? It is a choice to celebrate Christmas intentionally centered on Christ. Mm, wow. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. I love that. What would be God's measuring stick for a successful Christmas? I mean, if mm-hmm. we look back at the scripture, you know, the very first Christmas was very simple, right? Oh, it was yeah. Manger, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three gifts. Um, very simple. Very yeah. simple. It wasn't, wasn't a huge party. Um, and so I, I think that that question really does make you stop and think, right? Mm-hmm. And because at Christmas and as Christians, we're always striving to live according to God's pattern, not the world's pattern. And it can yeah. creep up so easily, right? I mean, yeah. Christ himself said, you are in this world, but you're not of it. Um, and so I love this verse from Colossians. It says, since 
Then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not earthly things. And I Mm -hmm. think, especially at Christmas, it's so important that we keep our minds set on uh, the heavenly things. Yes. Um, I think, I think what you're saying about if, if we don't really put forth effort to keep our minds center across, it it will be sucked into this vortex. I mean, it is just inevitable. It's, you know, it's like if we were standing there beside this black hole with just tremendous force, if we don't do anything, we're going to get sucked in. I mean, so it really takes a concerted effort. But the years when I have put this kind of thinking and these scriptures uh, into practice, it's been a whole different Christmas. And Mm. I will say that since this webinar, um, I'm inching closer to the buddy, the elf. But it's not just from the, oh, Christmas is wonderful. But because I'm trying so hard to keep Christ at the center, it's still Mm. a battle, but I'm telling you these principles work. So let's uh, talk about a little bit more about that question about God's measuring stick and what would be a successful Christmas from the world's standpoint or mm-hmm. from God's view. So I have this list here of uh, how we would describe it from the different ways. And when I read this list, just keep in mind that any of the things that I say, the world would say this is successful. It doesn't mean any of these things are wrong. Yeah. It just means that what is the focus behind the events or the actions. So here's how I would describe a successful Christmas from the world's view. Was I able to decorate my home attractively? Did I find the perfect gifts for each person on my list and package them beautifully? Did I send holiday cards in a timely manner to friends and family? Did I attend the right holiday events dressed in festive attire? Did I bake delicious holiday treats and share them with loved ones? Did I take part in all of the expected family holiday traditions? Did I give generously to charities? And honestly, we could probably just keep going, but that enough—that yeah. <laughs> right there is enough to just be like, oh man, that's such a high standard. No matter yeah. we all, no wonder we all feel stressed out. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So here's how I would. Uh, Tracy in her book would describe a successful holiday season from God's view. And just listen to how different it is. Did I focus on others instead of myself? Did I spend regular time in God's word and in prayer, even when the days were hectic? Was I kind to other shoppers and employees as I shopped for Christmas gifts? Was I gentle and loving with family and friends? Did I prioritize spreading God's love everywhere I went? Did I focus on the gift of Jesus? Did I listen to the Holy Spirit as I was prompted to see the needs of others? Boy, that I don't think those lifts could be any different. No, they're as different as night and day. I mean, yeah. they are just huge. They are. Different. And, and, and when you look at them, they just you can't help but think "Mm, there there's a different standard there. Yeah. And the thing is like, I could still decorate my home attractively, buy really good gifts, uh, attend events. I could still do those things with this focus. So it doesn't mean it's either you, you ditch all the, all the, you know, the gifts and the decorations and the events and the da, 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 because you just want to focus. 
no, it, it's not an either or. It's yeah. really a mindset uh, shift. So, yeah. well, and then you know the neat thing too is that when you have that shift, and people are looking at you and they're noticing something's different, right? Mm-hmm. Then that gives you the opportunity to share, not only share, um, you know, why you're doing things differently, but the reason behind it, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and and then you you get the opportunity to share the gospel with them, and yeah. You know, all it entails. So yeah. it really is great. True. I think it would be so cool if um, a listener, let's say a local listener that knows me, uh, it would be really cool if sometime around the holiday season, this year, next year, who knows, would be like, hey, you know, you are acting more like Buddy the Elf every year. I think you <laughs> must be following Tracy's advice. I, I really, I really have a long way to go. And so but maybe even this whole public accountability to say that this yeah. is what I, this is going to be my standard. Yeah. This is what I want to be my standard every year. So I'm committing to it, raising my right hand, putting right. my hand on the Bible. But I mean, it, it's, it's so good. And when we do have a Christ-centered Christmas, I think we could describe it by the uh, scripture about the fruits of the spirit, Galatians mm-hmm. 5, 22 and 23. The fruit of the spirit is love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So if our Christmas is Christ-centered, it's going to feel that way. And that sounds amazing. It really does. It really does. So so normally we don't talk a lot about the hows, but I think in this situation, it would be really good to give, if you could help our listeners out with some ideas to figure out how are we going to get this uncluttered Christmas? Yeah. So, you know, um, I mean, it starts with it, like Angie said, which is getting the right, the right focus mm-hmm. and getting the right, you know, frame of mind. Um, but then you, you have to start looking at it from an organizational standpoint and thinking, okay, well, yeah. I've got that. I've got the physical clutter. I've got the schedule clutter and I've got mm-hmm. the attention clutter um, and they are all going to affect my holiday season. Um, and how can I best simplify that? Um, so let's break it down into each of the three categories. That's what we've been doing all season, um, for season two, um, looking at each of those. And we're going to look at each of those and give you some ideas on how to manage and and simplify, um, the physical clutter, the schedule clutter and the attention. So we'll start with physical clutter. Um, and of course, when you think about that and you think about Christmas, of course it's gifts, right? Um, Mm -hmm. it's all about the gifts. And so I think, you know, how do you keep from, like you talked about, you know, your stress being um, giving or receiving um, clutter when in terms of gifts. So so here are a few ex- ex- suggestions. I wanted to say exceptions. <laughs> suggestions. But the first one is prevent Christmas clutter in other people's homes. Okay. Um, and this is really hard for me um, mm. because I don't like being told what to get people. <laughs> But Angie suggested getting a wish list. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want to surprise them. I mean, I might as well go, hey, here's 50 bucks. Go get yourself something nice. You know, it's just, I don't well, like it. You know, what? you know what? I hear that. Um, and I think sometimes when we know someone very, very well and know them well enough to know the types of things they like, yeah. um, I think that that's definitely doable, especially if we get them something that if for some reason we just happen to not hit it right on the head, that it's 
returnable if that happens, but you you are not alone in those uh, (laughs) desires to want to find the perfect thing and it be a surprise. That's not wrong. Yeah, that and gift cards. Don't get me started on that. But anyway, we're going back to focus here. Um, you know, um, h- asking for a wish list is one way to cut down and clutter in other, other people's homes, right? Obviously, like Angie said, if we know them really well and we know what they're likes and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I think we also need to um, want to make sure that we're giving them something that they like, love and use, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise it becomes clutter. Yep. Um, and one good way to do that is through this app called Gifster. And I know, Angie, you use this app quite often. I tried it, uh, I think, a year or two ago. It really is a great app. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it online or in, in the app store. And basically what it is, is it allows you to put every family member in there and they get to create a wish list and they can add items from anywhere um, with online links to, to retailers, which is which is great because there's nothing worse than somebody giving you something that was on your wish list and you wanted plaid and they got you the polka dot, right? right. Because yeah. you didn't know what to, so you can put the exact link in there. And so it takes the second guess out of it. And then, you know, you can share the list within a family group um, and you can, it keeps up with what's been bought, um, yeah. but it doesn't let people see, you know, what, because so if yes. it helps them to go, Oh, well, I got that. Well, I, I already bought that, you know, so mm-hmm. it helps with oh, that. Yes. We've had that. Um, and you could even use it, you know, if you were wanting to do something which has become very popular, which is draw names, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people a lot of times so that you can, instead of doing 5 million gifts for people, everybody draws names. That's kind of popular. But it can do that as well. Um, and then when you're giving gifts to others, think about clutter-free gifts. Um, things like consumables, food, drinks, um, toiletry items, um, experiences like a membership to a zoo or, uh, you know, or a gym um, or the museum or tickets to a play or concert. Like I would have loved if somebody gave me an early Christmas gift to Taylor Swift. That would have been like, yeah. Awesome. And so inexpensive. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, or a Broadway play. I'm happy with that too. Yeah, that um, too. Inexpensive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Easy. And then yeah. clutter-free, of course, gift cards. I, again, that's my own personal thing that it's more of her counseling session than you know, podcast episode. You and a bunch of other people are not fans of gift cards. And I, 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 I do not know. have to convince you. <laughs> no, it's okay. So okay. anyway, that's how to prevent clutter in other people's lives and how to prevent it in your house when it's Christmas time do some decluttering before the gifts ever come. Mm. I mean, you know, they're coming. I mean, it's a given, right? We know they're coming. So take some time, clutter, uh, declutter your kids' toys, declutter your closets, your hobby mm-hmm. interests, whatever it is, but make space for them. Because if you wait until you've got all the new stuff and the old stuff, then you get really overwhelmed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah. And then again, think about those clutter-free asking, if you're going to do a wish list, ask for some of those clutter-free um, gift ideas. Um, and then again, if you do get a gift you don't like, don't be afraid to exchange it, um, or re-gift it. Very <laughs> You see that, yes. you see that Seinfeld episode where they re-gifted the label maker? Yes, I did. Know? Yes. Love me a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> yeah. Love Seinfeld and love a label maker. But anyway, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it would be, it would be ben- more beneficial that if somebody gave you a label maker and that's not your ideal gift, um, that you exchange it in for something that you would love because then you'll be more likely to use it. And honestly, I would rather know that, okay, I tried, I made the effort. It wasn't quite, you know, didn't quite get into the ballpark. And so 
you know, please just go find some that will make you happy. Yep. Instead. So, yeah. So that that's it for, for physical clutter. What about schedule clutter, Angie? All right. The schedule clutter. So one of the reasons the holiday season is so stressful is because we tend to fill our calendars too full. So here are some suggestions for how to alleviate some of that stress. You've got to be very, very strategic and intentional. So first of all, I'll say don't just automatically add all the usual things that you add. So just because you've always baked homemade cookies and done the ornament swap and gone to the Christmas cantata and, you know, made the cards yourself and, uh, you know, you've got this big list you always did. doesn't mean you always have to do that. Right. Um, or that you have to do all of them. You know, some years, like you've talked about, sometimes it's it, it might be a year to skip that or, uh, you know, just know that you just can't too, put too much. Um, this is a great suggestion. This is my favorite one about the schedule clutter. So uh, if you're with, you know, whoever you live with, partners, uh, siblings, children, whatever, take a poll, ask everyone, what is your favorite thing about Christmas? Say like for you, for me, it wouldn't feel like Christmas if we didn't get to fill in the blank. Yeah. You might be surprised at the things you learn. You may have thought, oh, well, everybody go loves when we go caroling or go look at lights or um, whatever. And then you've pulled them and it's like, nobody likes that, but you, and you've been stressed out about it. Well, goodness gracious, that's easy to drop. Yeah. yeah. So uh, find out what's the most meaningful for you and your family, make sure to get those incorporated and then let some of the other ones go. Yeah. And speaking of letting go uh, also like leave some empty space on your mm. calendar. I don't know if it's just me and the age I'm getting, but when I look at the calendar for the week and I look at the evenings, like tonight, I don't have anywhere to go. Mm. And I'm so excited. So yeah. in the holidays, when that happens, then often that'll be like, oh, let's watch a Christmas movie. And yeah. for me, I'll be watching uh, either a Christmas movie or a chick flick and wrapping gifts. And that makes me happy. So leave some white space. Some of those unplanned times are going to be your favorite Christmas memories. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I thought when you said, when you said, let it go, you're going to ask me to sing again. So. I, I almost asked you. Feel free to if you want, if you feel inspired. Music is, singing is not my really, really my thing. Well, I think you're good at it. So. Thank you. <laughs> oh, all right. All so right. let's. So we talked about the physical. We mm -hmm. talked about the schedule and how now do you have some tips for my old arch nemesis of attention clutter at the holidays? Yes. Yes. So if you want to remember, we talked about attention clutter being three different things. It was hindrances. It was hobbies. And it was emotions, right? Basically, those three things. Um, one way to read, and, and most of the time during the holidays, attention is going to be because we just have so many things on our mind and we Absolutely. have so many things on our schedule. And so like we talked about in episode seven of season two, if, once you declutter your schedule, um, I think that, that your attention clutter definitely drops down mm -hmm. a notch or two. So um, just because you don't have as much going on. So that, that could be one thing. So they kind of, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also about ha having these unrealistic expectations about the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. you know, so many of us watch Hallmark movies now, 
that, you know, we think that, that Christmas has to look like this Hallmark mm -hmm. movie. Um, you know, a minute ago or, or at the beginning of the episode, I talked about that Nor Norman Rockwell painting, right? We, we, uh -huh. we have these these expectations and, and no matter how many times we paint things in our heads or in our minds of how we want the season or the holiday to look, it's just not it's just not going to measure up. It, mm -hmm. it just won't. It will always fall short. Um, and so, because even the Hallmark movie is not perfect. <laughs> I can promise you, you can go through and you're like, wait a minute, why is there, yeah, you know, there's a plot there? hole there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, they're rather unrealistic. So, mm -hmm. but, you know, once when we, when we put our focus on Christ at Christmas, you know, we know that we're never going to fall short um, with him. Um, mm -hmm. And that, so true. you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be just what it needs to be. Um, so we can just need to let go of those unrealistic expectations yes. and recite, receive the kind of peace um, that we will never find in this world. And, and, you know, it tells us in Isaiah, you know, he is the Prince of Peace. You know, when, mm -hmm. when they are saying he will come and he will be the Prince of Peace, the everlasting father. Um, you know, I mean, that's what he wants to give us. It says in John mm -hmm. 14, 27, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So um, let go of those unrealistic expectations and just really allow your heart and your mind and your time to focus on him and what he is wanting to give you this holiday. So good. So good. Yeah. So there's so much to think about when we uh, start thinking about uncluttering our Christmas and being Christ-centered. So let, before we close, let's do just a little bit of a summary. So whether we are a big fan of Christmas like Buddy the Elf or we're more like they do. No matter where we are on that spectrum, we can all simplify the season and find peace and contentment only if we focus on God. And it takes a conscious choice to celebrate Christmas centered on Christ. Uh, we can prevent gift clutter in our home and the homes of those that we're giving to by making really smart choices. We can unclutter our schedule, choosing only the meaningful activities and leaving some white space that will also help the clutter in our minds. And then I love Leanna's suggestion to let go of those unrealistic expectations. So I hope that those that these uh, this this will inspire you to have the most peaceful and simplified season you've ever had. Yes, that is our hope and our prayer for you this holiday season. So that is it for this episode of Uncluttered. Thank you for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to send me those Taylor Swift tickets, I think she'll still be in Europe. So feel free. You can email them at cluttered at I mean, contact at uncluttered.faith. Yeah, give them the wrong address. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Contact at uncluttered.faith with an airline ticket to go see her in Asia and Europe. Um, but no, realistically, we would just love to hear from you. Let us know um, how these tips and ideas and just truth from God's words um, is encouraging you to simplify your season and really put the focus where it needs to be. Yeah, and let us know. We'd love to know if you're more in the buddy or the Theoden camp. Mm. And if you have other ideas, um, you know, we, we can share them on our social media. We'd love to hear from that, from you on that too. Contact at uncluttered.faith. So we love hearing from listeners. We get really excited about that. So yes. we are just so thankful for you taking the time to listen. Thank you for being in the uncluttered community. Um, and just remember until next time, an uncluttered life is an abundant life. Mm -hmm.